Who's in the microwave? Who's in the um, microwave? Get it out. But I do. I think that's it. I think it's like I've probably been like frowning so much and I'm like, huh? Make it make sense. And that's why I've got like a headache. So I have taken some paracetamol, <laughs> so I'm hoping it'll disappear. Oh, Rose. I know. I know, poor me, right? Give me all the sympathy. Please. <laughs> We're giving you the, yeah. Give we it all to me. <sighs> I'm just, look how shiny I'm looking from where I've lathered my upper lip in <laughs> moisturizer from my whole waxing. It's what happened? So I had a bit of a stash growing, bit of a moustache, and I thought, oh, I have these wax strips, and I, they're, they're ones that I always use, but I, I, I've thrown away the box, so I, I, I don't think these were wax strips for the face. Clearly, oh yeah, um, no, so I. Did the upper lip and immediately was just like burning. And I was like, oh, it's, it's fine. <laughs> like, it's fine. And then it was like really burning. And now like this was two days ago and I've literally got like burns. It's like little patches of like burn on my upper lip. Oh, no, that's not, not okay. Great. I'm laughing, but that's not okay. <laughs> not great. It was burning oh, all yeah. night though. Like all oh. night. I was like waking up in the middle of the night and I was like, why is my face on fire? Oh, it's <laughs> making my like upper lip hurt as well oh it was all sending love to you as well then yeah. <laughs> just sending love really this... hard sending love at this time <laughs> to be fair i wouldn't i wouldn't share these lovely unglamorous moments of life with anyone else but you guys so Absolutely. and the people listening <laughs> and the 750 downloads yeah. can we just take a little celebration that's cool isn't it Hello everyone and welcome to the Trauma Healing Queens podcast. I'm Bianca. I'm Rose. And I'm Tyra. And we are three trauma-informed coaches looking to help you explore the depths of healing, growth and empowerment. So whether you're a survivor, a supporter or someone simply seeking understanding, join us on this journey towards unveiling the resilience within us all. Do you know what though? Like I I think we should get the, the boys on one day i think it could be really funny we should have got them on for attachment styles yeah that would have been yeah the other other side the other side love it but as promised in our attachments pod we're going to talk about love love is this so nice to say i think love is a nice word to say yeah Yeah. it's nice isn't it soothing this is it. That means different things, oh, different things to different people. I'm talking about love. Um, outside my apartment right now are people arguing really loudly. So I'm really oh. sorry if you can hear it. Are these the the, the neighbours or did they move out? No, the, the nightmare neighbours moved out. Okay. Um, to be fair, everyone who lives in this block now is lovely, like really no issue. Um, I'm assuming this is just a one-off. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're like, here's me going, so love and there's i can literally hear in the background <laughs> you absolute bastard how dare you <laughs> where do you want to kick off today ladies so i thought what might be cool uh, tell me if this doesn't land for you guys <laughs> if we could maybe at the start just have a little chat around like what we maybe thought love was maybe when we were younger and then what we feel it is now and then I thought it might be quite nice to then move that into like love and the nervous system and like how we can kind of combine all of those things together. Cute. Yes, I love yes. that. That's a really good plan B. Do you okay. know what's really nice? I really like that. Like 
a vibe that we've definitely got is the question, what did we think it was versus what we know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I our love experiences will be different as well, right? Mm. So it's really interesting. And obviously it all comes back to the nervous system. All of it, everything. Even when I'm like thinking about what love was and what I think it is now, it's all related to the nervous system. Like it is the most important thing for every single freaking relationship you have in your life, including the one you have with yourself. Right? It comes down to safety, right? And if you feel safe in a relationship, Mm -hmm. that's going to be a nurturing one. And if you don't, it's going to be chaos. I I am not going to lie. From a very young age, I was proper Disney princess girly. Like, yeah, it's our, it's our era, right? Yeah, and that was that was that was love. It was uh, <laughs> damsel in distress, <laughs> least empowering thing ever. Um, but it was like you know, a man is going to come in and sweep you off your feet and save you and look after you, and you've just got to be really grateful for that. And uh, yeah, I had this idea in my head. So this is when I was, I don't know, maybe like early teens like very early teens and if I when I was like reflecting on what I thought like adulthood would be like to me this is like my heart literally I'm like uh, saying this now <laughs> I thought 23 was like peak adulthood 23 wow. <laughs> oh yeah I would I would like look and I'd be like okay so my like life's plan um by the time I'm 23 I would like to settle down <laughs> I want to be married by, or at least engaged by 23, babies by like 24, and, you know, just be, but like, that, that, that would be it. Like, have a man come in. And genuinely, I was like, 23 is like, that is peak adulthood. That is proper adulthood. Now I'm like nearly 28. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> what is going can on? Relate. Can relate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know Gosh, what though? I'm... Disney's such a concept, right? Like it's got a lot to answer for. It has got a lot to answer Very for. Telling, or is it a reflection of what was happening in society at the time, right? Yeah, and I think I said this is all just conditioning that's been just passed yeah. out. Actually, now it's quite cool that we can actually pull apart and be like, is this really what we want? Yeah. Because we can recreate like what we want love to be and what we want it to mean for us. Uh, Rose what did it mean to you when you were younger do you know it's really like it's really interesting because I I definitely watched a lot of the Disney films as well but I never took it as that like I never took it as like oh like yay like the prince and the princess are together I was so interested in all the female characters like like um Maleficent I was so interested in like the fairies in Sleeping Beauty. I was so interested in like the mice and the fairy godmother. I was, re- it's really weird, isn't it? Like I was so drawn to them. I love that. And yeah. I know it's really interesting. I hadn't, honestly, I hadn't really thought about it until you just said, cause I was like, I never really cared about the the prince, like Prince Charming and, and that lot. If anything, I was like, oh, please. Now, did that maybe come from like the environment I grew up in? I, I, I don't know, but I was always really interested in like the female characters. So I suppose my my idea of love never came from that. But my idea of love definitely, I think, came from like like real, not real life, oh my God, not real life, not cartoon, 
like mm. TV programs I watch, like long-term relationships that are woven into those stories. And I always remember Charmed. Do you remember Charmed? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Piper and Leo. Yeah. I do remember yeah. it. So I remember seeing them and being like, wow, like they're great. Like Piper is so like herself and like Leo's just in love with her and that's just so sweet. And I remember that being like a bit of a basis um, I, I don't think it was particularly like it was more I suppose female dominant I don't, I don't yeah. know if that's the, the phrasing I want to use there but yeah I always remember thinking oh that's so nice and like it was a long you got to see it over a period of time not in just like a, an hour long film so I think for me that's the first like almost external relationship slash obviously made up relationship that I can recall thinking oh I want that and I always remember there's a quote that says you know when you fall in love it's not fireworks and excitement it's peace mm. oh, that yeah, has always that. stuck with me yeah. always stuck with me so the first time i was in love like yeah that was it for me and then now me being in love now it's the same but interestingly being in love with lee now i do get excitement mm. and i didn't get that before i got the peace did I get the piece? Hmm. I need to sit on that one. But I got the piece in the beginning. <laughs> but for for me, yeah, like it's really interesting. But that was the quote. I think quotes pulled at me. I've I've definitely got some that I wanted to share with everyone today, like about um, cool. love that I really enjoy. So for me, I think love kind of has always come from like the written word, like books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, oh my god, yeah, love love a book love love a relationship within a book um and i remember thinking i'd love to have uh, do you know what the the first one that screams to mind is pride and prejudice and mr darcy and i just remember thinking no (laughs) no like what why why bothering with this person he's clearly a moody ass complex creature like no um as an adult i see it differently now (laughs) which is cool cool so yeah. yes yeah i suppose like quotes and, and what so sorry i didn't really answer your question <laughs> oh, no, we got it. i got it you did but what you did i think it was it. a long-term thing a unity whereas now i'm like it's something that adds to your life isn't isn't your life mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's like waffle it's like, a, it's like an addition too right i think if i look back to how i thought it was in childhood I definitely thought it was like this all-encompassing it like it took over it was it was everything whereas now I think you know it's I I guess a healthier relationship is two separate people like doing life together it's not this do you know what I always thought it was like that person is your universe Mm -hmm. and that's it and actually that's really unhealthy yeah it's your world isn't it yeah it's your entire world I, like that's not that's not quite healthy is it whereas actually now I think it's two independent people who are okay like they they can cope they can survive being separate but they would rather not mm-hmm. and it's better it's nice like more fun choice. together yeah. choice yeah. yeah what about you B? oh I, I've obviously I've deeped it <laughs> <laughs> so I think for me love was always this mysterious thing right it was like it's a feeling, but it's so mysterious. I just, what does it feel like? What does love feel like? Mm -hmm. And I was always, it was always something I was so curious about. 
so curious because I think when I was growing up, love was never like physical touch or words. It was very much more gifting, I would yeah. say. So for me, that's not how I understand love. So it's going to sound a bit sad. So I never really felt love growing up in a way that I understood it. Right. So I think my whole life, <laughs> I've been like yearning for this, like love. And I thought it was a feeling. And I thought that feeling was like to be wanted, to be desired, the passion, the activation of like the feeling. Some It was feeling something. Mm. Right. So that's what I always kind of like yearn for. And you better believe the first relationship I had was like that. It was the complete yeah. opposite to what I was brought up in. It yeah. was toxic now looking back at it. Like it wasn't a healthy relationship, but I felt something and I thought that was love. Do you feel that that feeling, there's a question here that I want to pose. Do you feel that that was because it came from a place of craving, of curiosity, because there was a lack of it? Yeah. Yeah, for me, it was like, I just want to feel something. Mm. I've been trying my whole life to feel love in a way that I understand it. And my parents have different love languages to I do. And that's okay. Right? I but love for you me, mentioned I love languages. Love language, we can go into that. But I think for me, because I'm such a, I'm a deep feeler, really, really deep feeler. For me, it was always like, it was so mysterious because I never really experienced that growing up. No one could meet me kind of at that level. And I thought it was a feeling. So what I what I've kind of learned along the way is and again I thought it was like it was yeah I love that person it's something that I it's it's like a yeah now it's like an action right mm. whereas before I think it was, it's everything it can be a noun and a verb right it can be both and I was <laughs> yes. like, which, are we which are we which are we going down here so to me love now is presence Mm. right oh I love that it's pure connection that is love to me and that is really what I want and in that presence there is peace it's not activated it's not heightened it's none of that it's presence and that is presence with what is and to me that that that's love to me now I love that do you know what I feel like we can liken this to is when people and I've said this myself it's like I just want to be happy all I want to be is I just want to be happy. And we chase happiness. If you've not um, read The Happiness happiness Trap, it's a brilliant oh, So good. Oh, I haven't. It's like, oh, read it. It's honestly, it's it's really, really good. Um, but it's, you know, this idea that we're always chasing happiness. And actually, if you look at happiness, it's a very, it's a, like love. It's uh, like, I guess love can be. Like, it's a very activated state. It's very mm -hmm. heightened. It's very, um, it's positively charged. But probably in that sort of hyper arousal part of your nervous system, right? And mm -hmm. to chase that and to expect that you should be feeling that all the time is actually really, really unrealistic because you're not going to be up here all the time, right? Like you're not going to be activated all the time. And I think sometimes we have this expectation of love as well, that it it's always going to be euphoric and it's always going to be fireworks and it's always going to be incredible. But it, it's not always that way. Like, actually, I think a lot of the beauty is in the mundane and it's being able to sit and watch TV and not feel like you have to fill the silence. Like, mm -hmm. you sit and it's not awkward. You don't have to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. 
It's not awkward. Do you feel because... like? Sorry, oh. go on. Do you feel though that love, in terms of either your your own or to feel loved, that is almost like a bit of a a base, a bit of a foundation for for all of those things. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like if it's not ever present and again it not in this big way it's kind of like the thread a thread in your tapestry but it's it's always there so once mm-hmm. you've learned how to love yourself and once you've learned how to show others how to love you and you get that love in return that is like a base line for everything else yeah absolutely mm. yeah i think mm. i think like, a, like B said in the podcast, I think I came out the other side of that. I think that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, we got you, Rose. Well done. Love it. Brilliant. So, yeah, no, I think presence. Like, if someone is present with, like, that feels like love because they, they're being in that space with me in that moment and we're together in that, to me, that's everything. Right? And obviously, we're not going to be in that kind of really present place all the time. But... I guess it's moments of that. And I guess what I love about that, Bianca, is that it's not like, it's not just romantic love. Like no, it's it is love. adorable all around. Like, I feel that way when I speak to you guys. Oh, <laughs> we're all here, right? And we're all present. And we, our yeah. nervous systems are co-regulating with each yeah. other. And, and this like, is the thing, right? It's co-regulation. At, that is pure connection only happens when you're in that space and that brings us back to the nervous system right if we're looking at the window of tolerance and the polyvagal theory safe and social is where we can love properly right even in terms of the way we act because if we are dysregulated those actions are not going to be aligned you know i was going to ask you guys a question what does love look like regulated and what does love look like dysregulated? And I think you've just kind of answered a little bit of it of when, when we're dysregulated, we're, we're very much in like the emotional part of us is, is in control. So you'd be like, well, surely like with love being an emotion, mm-hmm. here, you know, that's, that's a good thing. Right. But as Tyra was saying, actually big feelings of love are very like, stimulating aren't they there's a lot going on there's a lot of energy so then it's like well those moments are really powerful and i'm i'm dysregulated so is this now a positive experience of dysregulation because actually you know you're going to come back down to safety because it was love Mm -hmm. that took you up and love can bring you down i feel like love is a collection of many emotions i don't think it's just one i I agree actually yeah love isn't the emotion love is like the umbrella right it's the umbrella for it yeah Yeah. and underneath that there's there's so much that makes it up like you know what I mean love is the container for it yes yeah so it's okay you know my lovely metaphor of you sit at a table you have many chairs at the table and the chairs are for every emotion that you have and it's an open door policy to this room. You allow all the emotions to come. They know they've got a space at the table. They know they can be heard if they want to. Is Has love got its own little room? It's got its own little table full of different different emotions? 
think that could be a thing, right? I would say I, that about grief. Like grief. Grief has its own room. I think right. grief is love. Uh, this That's is it, right? Do you know what I've actually written down here is love and death. Yeah. Right? I think love empowers us to live fully mm. and die well because death is always with us. Yes. That's the one that's what I've put down here. And it's like they go together. Mm. So like grief, it's made up of many emotions. Love is as well. Yeah. Mm. So maybe these these big parts of life, these I mean, death is finite, right? Like we we know this and it's what our nervous system is effectively always protecting us against. Mm. And yet and yet it's kind of, you know, and yet what you just said there be to live a life without love is not a life lived at all. Yeah. So actually, are they are they close acquaintances, right? I, do they, do they walk beside you? I, I believe this, like they both walk beside you your whole life. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, for me, my friend sent this to me after my mum passed. And I've never forgotten it because I think, yes, this that made sense to me in a, in a world that didn't make sense at the time. That was the thing that rang true and still does which is that grief is love with no place to go yeah that. yeah that's can I? It, it's a good right? one isn't it <laughs> goosebumps everyone it does <laughs> but it's that's that for me was it i was like that makes sense and i think as well it we get caught up with with grief and death being this really harsh and kind of <laughs> scary thing and yeah oh my gosh don't get me wrong of course it is but when it's met with love when it's when it's experienced with love it's actually one of the most powerful things i think as a human being you can go through i i think loving lets you kind of let go of the fear and it can then guide your grief Ooh, i like that like like just that energy right yeah and then it empowers her. Right? If you're thinking about loving, love and death, love empowers you to kind of surrender. Mm. So you can live like you're living fully. You're not living in fear. You're living from love. Mm. It's funny, isn't it? Because we know death's going to happen. So why do we fear it? Yeah. It's, it's like a certainty in life. Love isn't. And yet... We all seem to run towards that, likely yeah. sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, I really like that. I think fear is certainly a part of grief, but fear is also a part of love, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd love well, to have these little rooms next to each other. I'm like, who sits in both? Yeah. <laughs> like, who's there well, in both? The overlap. And then if you think about, obviously, in terms of our attachment styles, really, these attachment styles are fears of love of fears of getting hurt losing love losing love so is attachment love attachment it comes from a lack of love i suppose or as an initial attachment so if you've yeah. got secure attachment is that is that again it's all interlaced in love either oh so you mean in a relationship so like anything attachment, attachment i would say isn't connection no Attachment is coming from it's a trauma bond. It's coming from your nervous system. It's coming from dysregulation. Mm. We're talking about regulated connection here. Yeah. I think like, so with a secure attachment, it's like, it's got that basis. It's got yeah. that base of love of, 
you know, all the things we talked about last week, I won't go into that. <laughs> but the other styles of attachment, the anxious, the avoidant, the, the disorganized, is a lack of potentially yeah. or a yearning for or yeah. a worried of losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree that attachment isn't a, isn't connection. Yeah, so is is how how primal is love? As in how in, innate is it in us? Are we are we capable of it? You know, because that's I, something. I that think we're, we're all born, born to cure. Absolutely. We're born to cure. We are born to connect, right? born to cure. And I was like, cure what? What are we curing? <laughs> I think I've lost it. Where are we? <laughs> we are born to cure. It's just the childhood that we have that obviously then gives us this the blueprint that we have moving forward. So I really think love is a skill that we're all trying to learn. And that comes from learning how to regulate your nervous system. But it's also the acceptance of humanness. It's not normal to be regulated all the time. So when it comes to like an adult relationship, how does it feel to love someone when they are dysregulated? Mm. So you almost need to get to know their dysregulation as well. Right? (laughs) This is me when I'm dysregulated. Right? Can you still love me when I'm when I'm here that that literally just reminded me of that quote you know if you can't love me at my worst you don't deserve me at my best Uh, this is where I think Lee Defo needs to come on and be like (laughs) so Rose is dysregulated when (laughs) and just rattle (laughs) off a few things (laughs) yeah but if he can if he can be like she's dysregulated it's it's awareness isn't it love is awareness yeah and it's two messy humans trying to do life together Do you know what I find interesting as well is I don't know if you guys can relate, but I feel like when you are dysregulated, if you are in a secure relationship, or actually maybe it's just any relationship, but oftentimes, like when you are dysregulated, it's the person who you maybe love the most or who you are closest to often get the worst of it because you do feel safe enough to go, and lose your shit and you know that they're not gonna freak out and leave you like Mm -hmm. I know when I'm dysregulated so that's the first person to call it out because he's like whoa (laughs) whoa now like why are you losing your shit at me and I'm like yes I'm very yeah absolutely that's that's not okay um but I would never like I wouldn't do I wouldn't do that I wouldn't do it to any there's no one else who I, I would do that. I would probably wait. And then when I'm like by myself, then have my freak out. As a, as a dismissive avoidant, <laughs> uh, the fact I've always said this to Lee and I'm like, yeah, you, you get, you get all of me. Cause yeah. you get me. <laughs> and it's like, oh. well done. I'm sorry. <laughs> like it is. It's so love. Love is safety. Right guys. hundred percent. Love is safety and that's love for others. So exactly as Tara said, expressing ourselves and feeling okay to express ourselves, but also being safe. And if they say something back to us that, you know, could be the constructive criticism that we all love to receive, but it's also how can you, oh, this is, this is where I'm like, so love is safety. And by loving yourself, you create a safe space for any healing work that happens. That's something I say quite a lot. But then what comes, what comes first? Do we focus on safety 
or do we focus on loving ourselves? I suppose it's kind of actually into. I, I think um, safety brings love, right? Mm. If you don't chicken and egg, yeah, yeah, I, d- I just don't think you're going to get there. And I know we've kind of gone on a tangent, and we've kind of gone into like romantic relationships, <laughs> standard. <laughs> um, <laughs> but actually, when we're talking about like, I suppose, nervous system dysregulation, the first you are in a relationship with you and your nervous system, so you've got to that. That's kind of the first point of call when it comes to this only when you have awareness of your nervous system will you be able to uh, I mean not I love that and like, that it, it starts with you right we know that but you haven't got to be fully healed and whatnot we had a question didn't we on another podcast about this a client said do I have to be fully healed to you know be in a relationship oh. or something like that oh yeah I love yeah, that do question. I have to love myself first before I can mm. it, was, it was something like that wasn't yeah. it and that kind of takes me onto that like we're all healing well, and also some wounds can only be healed in a relationship. I truly believe that about Lee. I don't think I could have healed those wounds by myself. And I'm not saying all of it. I am saying you, you've got to do some work on yourself first, for sure. But you've also got to check in with yourself regularly because who you were, okay, for example, I was in a nine-year relationship. So I entered that when I was 19. So going into a relationship with Lee, I was like, the last time I did this, I was a completely different person. My life was completely different. You know, I've got to find out who I am now before before bringing another person along for the journey. And that's okay to do. You know, if the other person says, you know, no, I want it now, sack them off. Lee did not, Lee did not do that, you know, spoiler alert. But, but I think you segued this way back with the love languages. And this is my favorite thing to get clients to do. Like favorite thing and this is so how so we talk about love languages in terms of our relationships with others but I like to flip it and put it how can you show yourself love what is your love language to yourself so okay it's a bit gimmicky but I think anything that can get you to know yourself better is a win so you've got five I'm going to do my best to rattle them off and I always forget one so physical touch Mm-hmm. acts of service words of affirmation gift giving quality time and quality time thank you tara <laughs> I was waiting, that, that's my one so i was like waiting for it excellent and they all mean different things and it's it's important to know your partners it's important for them to know yours but it's very very important that you know how to do it to yourself so mine is sorry girls i know you've heard this loads but mine is physical touch Right. So as long as like my big toe is touching Lee on the other side of the sofa, I'm fine. I'm good. Right. I love it. Okay. I'm not someone who is super PDA. I have a feeling Lee might laugh at that, but I'm not someone who's like, I need to be all over Lee. Right. Marking territory. It's not that I just like touch. Okay. But his is words of affirmation. So, you know, I definitely recognize when I see him feeling a bit low, a good little empowerment chap is it, it you know i was gonna say it fluffs him right up and that's so not pg that's not it that's not that's not where that's we're going with this podcast that's it dungeons and daddy is not a bdsm podcast yeah um, <laughs> but my love language to myself is acts of service so this is things like if i'm getting up early the next morning i'm not a morning person so the night before i will put the tea bag in the mug 
the spoonful of sugar, I'll make sure the kettle has got enough water in it so that in the morning, all I do is I flick the kettle on and I'm ready, ready to go. So it's doing little things for myself is that is a way that I show myself love. Guys, mm-hmm. you know what I'm going to ask. What's your love language to yourself? Mm, words. Words. I freaking love words. Like, I I love words so much. And I think it's because I struggle so much to get them out. (laughs) Like, let me try and make this make sense. Right. So for me, like, um, even like the lyrics of songs, like I feel them so like, I feel them so deeply. Right. This is why I love R&B music so much, because there's so much, there's so much feeling behind the words. But I feel like I can never communicate in like in that way. But I freaking so I write sometimes I write poems. I've been writing poems quite a lot lately, actually. Oh, I love and it so, much. so for me, like words and I just write, it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be because for me, a lot of the time it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, but that's how it comes out and it just kind of flows. Um, I love words. I love words. I have to say, like you, uh, your wordsmanship—I'm making that a word—is <laughs> sure. beautiful. It is stunning. Yeah. So whatever you've been doing, it, it, it is absolutely received. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I, I talk in like not riddles, but I definitely I have a. It is kind of poetic. Oh, it's so poetic. Um, that's I freaking love words. So I do hope to actually share some more poems. I've got loads in my. Yeah, I want them. I, I want them right now. <laughs> you should come up. You should have like a little. Might book do one week. of your poems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're 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 always quite they're deep with like emotion. Good. But that's how, it's like a way of expressing and a way of like connecting to myself. I wouldn't expect anything less from you. Yeah, so that's where we're at. That's me. And I mean. We can cut this bit out of the podcast, but I was going to say, I remember when I was dating last year. Or the yes, year. more more big oh. dating stories. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I'd, oh, we can share these away. Um, no, no, I remember no. that I had I met this guy, and he wrote me a freaking poem, and it blew me away. You know, we were just like, oh my god, it, that was everything. This poem was just oh. literally like, I felt every single thing. That's very so, romantic. That's very, literally very romantic. knocked it up like that. And I was like, oh my God, I freaking love poems. Like, I, to me, that's mm. words are everything. That's really nice. That's so sweet. I don't think I've ever had anyone write a poem about I'll it. I'll have to send you, send you it because it... Tyra, you sounded so sad. <laughs> no one's ever written a poem about me. Oh, yeah. Not I even had... a goddamn haiku. <laughs> <laughs> I had in one year, right? I had... A guy he wrote a few poems about me and I'll, I'll share them with you actually not in the podcast but like I'll, I'll screenshot them to you and then also had um another friend he wrote a poem about me as well and it was just that means so much mm. that's that's your love language poetry that is maybe poetry very interesting Tyra, you you are um quality oh. time yeah, sure. I'm definitely I'm definitely a quality time. I think um in terms of relationship with myself and in and in a romantic relationship, quality time or acts of service, both of those are like definitely my my highest one. So when it's when it's um you know just me, it's like I really really I find my battery fills up when it's just me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I find I, I always describe myself as like an extroverted introvert. So like I love being around people. I really, really do. Um, and I find that it can often like it, it can be really, really draining. Depends who it is, right? Naturally. Like if it's if it's really, really close friends or like I don't even count Sahat because he is literally like I almost see him as like an extension of myself. But oh. like, it, it, it just depends. Like, so I find in a lot of situations, like it takes like my social battery, it will switch like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be out and then I'll be like, I need to get home. I'm done. Like, oh, I, I need to go home. No, go I'm done. Home. No, I, I'm done. Like it is, it's low. It's it's done. It's dead. Um, And I find like to get my energy back, I need to just spend time by myself not necessarily like doing anything it could even just it could be just a walk it could be literally just watching tv but that is definitely like quality one-on-one time this comes back to that presence that b was talking about that presence that connection um that's absolutely 100 my love language yeah. um so that's his physical touch which is my actually my lowest one <laughs> I don't mind, I don't mind like a hug, but Sahats is literally like bear hug, like constantly, like, you know, like. Tyra, you and Lee can form a support group of partners that love physical touch. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Do you know what? I love that, guys. I think the love languages stuff just opens up communication with yourself or with others, right? So have a little look if you haven't already. I think it's pretty fun. I, I think it's really fun. I remember um like Sahat and I made a, we were sat having dinner and we like made a thing out of it. Like we did the quiz together. So like maybe that is your, maybe that is your task after this podcast. So <laughs> just Google it, get the love language quiz, find out what yours is, find out what your partner is. Yeah. It's the journey really, like this healing journey is the journey back to love. Underneath all the, the layers, there is love there. Always it's been buried. We are never broken. We are simply buried. Mm-hmm. I'm going to round us off with the quote yeah. that I mentioned earlier because I think it was. It's interesting how death came up in this. So the quote is: "When death takes my hand, I will hold you with the other and promise to find you in every lifetime." Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good, isn't it? It's a good. Oh, full body goosebumps and I feel a bit emotional I don't know why <laughs> it's the, it is as cringe as this sounds it is the power of love mm-hmm. and I do I strongly believe in that ladies oh, what a pod love 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 we hope you all enjoyed it and next up we've got is uh we're going to do a real segue into the next bit which is um we're going to talk about shame and trauma in the next episode so we will see you all then see you guys there bye guys thank you so much for joining us today we hope the conversation about trauma has shed some light on the shadows that so many of us carry and if you haven't already please subscribe rate and leave us a review join us again in our next episode as we continue to explore the diverse facets of trauma and resilience